Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody. It is your bitch, Kim, on another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. And you know what? Today is a great day, and I know that I always say that. And you know why I say that? Because I like to think of the glass half full instead of half empty. Sometimes I do do the glass half empty, but you know what I'm saying. So today is a great day. There's a lot going on with Bravo, a lot of cool stuff that I've been reading on the Bravo websites and the Reality Blurbs. You know where I get my info and, of course, on social media. So before we get started with the last day of our Potomac ladies being at the Chesapeake Bay together, Gordon, holy licking fuck, we'll get into it. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in other parts of the Bravo sphere with What the Bravo. So we're on What the Bravo. Now, what the fuck is going on in the Bravo sphere? Well, if you guys haven't been living under a rock, you will know that Teresa, baby, Teresa Judice from Real Housewives of New Jersey, just got engaged to her beau, Louis Rulas. Did I say his name right? Ru- Rulas? Ruelas? I have no idea. But Louis, she got engaged to Louis. There was like a big to-do on her Instagram. Very cute. Balloons. Yes, yes. Happiness, whatever. So congratulations there, Teresa. How exciting. I'm hoping and praying that this will go so much better than with Joe because we all know that we did not like Joe and he was not good to you. So yes, congratulations, Teresa and Louis. How fun. Other news, Real Housewives of Atlanta, people. And I feel like I said that so fast that I didn't really say it correctly. Real Housewives of Atlanta. This is some fucking amazing news. Fucking finally. I'm so excited. First of all, Sheree is back. I'm fucking excited. I love me some Sheree, okay? What is it? uh, What is her? Fuck, what's her? Uh... Something from Sheree. What's her fucking clothing line? I can't think off the tip of my tongue. What the fuck is wrong with me? But Sheree's back. Super excited. Yay. But drum roll, please, here. This is the biggest news, in my opinion, with What the Bravo. Marlo Hampton, honey. Marlo Hampton. Finally, after all these motherfucking years, she gets a fucking peach. Yes, honey. Yes, I am so excited. Ah. This literally, when I read that, I was like, finally, fucking Bravo got it together. She should have had this years and years and years ago. I love it. I love that Marlo finally got a peach. I'm so excited for this season. I know that everyone's like, oh man, Nini's not here. Portia's not here. To be quite honest, I do feel like with Nini and Portia gone, I think this will give more light to the other housewives. You know, everyone's kind of like, ugh, Candy's still there, but I love me some fucking Candy. I don't want her to go off the show. I'm still a little bit bummed out that Cynthia's not on, but I do feel like with these other housewives, it'll give them more opportunity to kind of come out and shine. But yes, fucking Marlo, I love you. I'm so excited for the season, and 
let's just get to it at this point. I'm ready to go. But also bring back Phaedra. I am so ready for Phaedra to come back. And by the way, the stuff that she's posting on her Instagram, she looks phenomenally amazing. And I can't even believe I said that without stuttering with my phenomenally. That's a hard word to say. But I'm so she's she's fierce goddess. Let me just tell you. We're going to go transition to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Lisa Vanderpump, honey, LVP. Well, I guess not Beverly Hills housewife because she's not that anymore. Vanderpump rules, whatever. Lisa Vanderpump's daughter, Pandora. That's actually a cute little name. Pandy Pandy. She is pregnant and she recently had a baby reveal party and she is expecting a boy with her hubby. I don't know his name, but you know what, Yins guys? Congratulations. We are so happy for you. That was the only thing that I had about Lisa Vanderpump. Nothing too crazy, but it's exciting. Another baby. Woohoo. So Winter House. A lot of stuff's going on with Winter House. A lot of things are said. I watched the premiere last week and I don't know. I feel not as enthused as a lot of other people. Why do I feel like with the newer shows, I feel like I'm that bitch that's like, I don't like it. And then eventually I love it. That's what I did with Salt Lake City. And I'm fucking here for it. Mary Cosby, you are a gem. At the moment, Winter House is not doing it for me. That Italian stallion man, I can't stand him. He annoys me already. Ugh, I swear, if he spoke to me, I would be like, look the other way, honey, because I can't deal with you. Craig and Austin, we already know how I feel about that. I'm still not understanding why throughout this season, apparently, three girls are hung up on his ass. Sierra included. Girl, you're too good looking for him. You're you're better than him. Like, go away. Don't do it. Please. I don't want to say that she's better than him, but I feel like she could do better for herself. So I don't know. I just feel like it's an older Jersey Shore, mid 30, early 40 somethings just getting together, fucking and drinking their ass off. Like that doesn't sound like the most exciting thing. But then again, I don't know, maybe I'm the one that has the problem. Maybe I should feel that way. But Winter House was interesting. Yes, I'm going to continue to watch it because I am a Bravo bitch. But I'm going to be optimistic. Yes, here here, here we go. I'm going to be optimistic. The glass half full, right? Not fucking half empty because apparently that's what Winter House is with me. But you know, I'm going to put it half full. It's just going to get better. I know it. I'm convincing myself. (laughs) So, but the big news that I want to reveal to Yin's guys, Andy Cohen, baby. So Andy just revealed a surprise for all of us Bravo-holics Bravo lovers, and it's starting November 1st, running through the holiday season. Bravo is giving us the season of getting. Yes, not giving, the season of getting. Thank you, honey. So from this season of getting, we will get more than 30 first looks at upcoming episodes, along with behind-the-scene moments, new after shows, and big announcements and surprises. Now here's my thoughts, dot, dot, dot. Don't we already fucking get this? I mean, we get after shows. We have first looks. If you're like signed up to the Bravo Insider, you get first looks like that. So are they really giving us anything different? Are you Bravo? Here's a quote from our our God, Andy Cohen himself. He says, and I quote, a great big mazel to our Bravo-holics for being the shots 
to our skis. Oh my God, how cute. The club to our house, the tea that spills from our cups. Ooh, Andy, honey, thank you. Thanks for making this community what it is, creating hilarious content, and creating your own chosen Bravo family. This week was all about you, and we couldn't have done it without you, the fans. You have given so much, so this holiday season, we are giving back to you. Can I get uh, muzzle of the day. No jackholes here. Muzzle, muzzle, muzzle. Thank you, Andy Cohen. I have always loved you. I just, you are the one that I would love to meet one day. You're like my bucket list. I want to meet you. So super fun, exciting surprise coming from Anzi to all your bravaholics such as myself and yourself. So that's kind of cool. We'll see what happens with that. And now with that, we're going to go to the main event with our Real Housewives of Potomac Bitches finishing up their Chesapeake Bay weekend with the husband. So here we go. So we're in the last part of this trip. The crew is driving home from that boat crab hang that they did the previous episode. That's how they ended. They were on that nice ass boat. So they're driving home from that in the van. Gordon, or as they called him G, when he was getting turnt and lit. He's kind of getting on Ashley. She's sleeping in the back of the van. She kind of just wants to be left alone. She's fucking tired. Let her go. She's a mama of two. She just had a baby. So he's kind of getting at her, saying, oh, sleepy. He's just kind of being an ass. And it's not that big of a deal. But here's the thing. Just leave her alone, man. She's sleeping. Talk to her afterwards. You know, like, it's not that big of a deal. So everyone arrives at the house. The caterer arrives at the house. And Wendy greets them and shows them where they can set up. So they'll have a beautiful dinner in the evening. Outside, by the way. So I also just want to bring up this special scene that I thoroughly enjoyed while everyone's getting ready. I guess it took them five or six hours to get ready for this dinner. Karen is in her room with Ray and she's (laughs) she's talking to Ray on how long that he needs to get ready for this dinner. But cue Ray like go to his fucking self with a curling iron, basically trying to curl his hair LOL while he's laughing like a witch. I mean, holy shit. I know Halloween is very soon, but like his laugh was like, (laughs) but yeah, it was in a Ray way, but I thought that was hilarious. I enjoyed it. Also too, this was brilliant on the producer side. Thank you. Yes. The caterer is getting their shit ready, preparing the food. They're getting the salad ready. They are tossing the salad. And I love the fact that the cameraman or camerawoman held on to the shot of the salad. I enjoyed it. We all know why they did that. Tossing of the salad. Mia threw the salad at Candace. That was brilliant. It was genius. Poetic. Yes. Then... Everyone is now getting ready for dinner. Like I said, it was like five or six hours, whatever. They all come down. They're all good to go. I feel that Ray and Karen looked superb with their matching hats. They were complimenting each other very well with their outfits. Karen, you looked good, honey. And you would say, I always do. I'm the grown dub. Yes, you do, honey. So we're doing dinner outside. Wendy wants to do the dinner outside, watching the sunset even though it's cold. So she's like, I wanted to do this outside. I know it's a little cold, but we have blankets. What, bitch? I'm not going outside with a fucking blanket to eat my crab dinner. No way. Gordon wasn't having it either. But they all went outside with blankets, or at least the ones that wanted to get blankets. They used them. It did look quite beautiful, but it was weird that everyone was basically in a winter blanket and it was just 
whatever. So again, Gordon got all his food and he's like, I'm going to be inside because it's too cold out here. Yes, Gordon, I would have done the same thing. We would have hung out and it would have been cool. So then a cheers comes up at the table. Wendy wants to cheers to Karen and Ray for their 25th wedding vow renewal and also to Candace with her new budding music career drive back. Yes. And that's it. So Giselle's looking over like, okay, she's whatever. And then Karen says to the girls about the invitations that she is going to send them for the vow renewal. She's like, I just want you girls to make sure that you open the invitation outside. So everyone's thinking, what the fuck is going to be in this invitation? Is it going to be two doves? Is it going to be snakes? Is it going to be cockroaches? Like, what the fuck is it going to be, Karen? So as they're eating dinner... Ashley is engaging with Eddie and asked him if he has spoken to his mother at all because we recall last year that they told us how he was kind of estranged from his family and it was a very, it's a very tough situation. So Ashley was wondering if Eddie has spoken to his mother. So he did say that they randomly spoke on the phone, I think it was, and I guess the door is cracked open is what he said. Or if we recall you Southern Charmers fans, if we recall whenever Austin said about Chelsea with the residual feelings, the door is ajar. So the door is ajar for Eddie and his mother and potentially creating this relationship that I'm sure that he's wanted forever. That was very poignant to see, and even Mia chimes in to the conversation and says, you know, this is very powerful, and it's not only it's powerful for you, but it's great for the kids, and I guess someone asks if his mother would ask how the kids are, and he says that she doesn't ask how the kids are, but she asks how the family is, and then Wendy said, well, you know what? That is a start, so the door is cracked open. The door is ajar, so that's a good thing. Mia in her confessional is talking about this whole situation. She's kind of making it, I mean, she can relate to it, right? So she can relate to what Eddie's going through. And she's basically saying it's important for the kids to have their parents. You know, at the end of the day, my mom is still my mom and I still need my mom. She completely understands the kids need their grandparents in their life. It's just an important thing. So as I said before, I do feel like Mia is really a genuine bitch and I really do like her more and more. I don't give a fuck if she has a size 14 shoe Candace. I think she has an infinity heart, if you will. And I think she does give a shit about people. I think when it comes to family, Mia is very into the dynamic of being a tight-knit, loving family, and I think that's amazing. Gordon then comes back outside after, I don't know if he's done eating or whatever, but then Karen, Eddie, and Wendy go off because Wendy asks for Karen's help. So I'll talk to you. I talked, I'll talk to you about what happens. So they go off and frolic, they frolic in the field, whatever. And then Giselle is talking to Gordon and says, I don't know, she was kind of coming in like a mom with him. And she was like, did you all settle the situation with you and Ashley in the van and all this shit. And then he's like, dude, it was fun. Aren't we having fun? Like, Jesus, relax. And then Giselle asks Gordon if Ashley and him are good now. And then Gordon is kind of playing that he doesn't remember about the sleeping comments that he made. And then Ashley says, Gordon, do you have G? Do you have amnesia? Do you have Alzheimer's or something? 
So I understand that she might have said amnesia, but the whole Alzheimer's comment, that was not the best thing to say. And you even saw Mia, I mean, she was sticking up for, you know, people who deal with Alzheimer's, you know, as the family and as the person who has Alzheimer's. I mean, my grandmother had Alzheimer's, so I can fucking, I saw it. So that wasn't the best look on you, Ashley. And I don't think she meant it the way that she presented it, but I do definitely feel like it was a bad look and that was a bad choice of words for sure. And even Giselle made this look like, holy fuck, Ashley, you are in the wrong. Then Gordon says that he was just joking and he apologized to her, but he also didn't want to take back what he said because it really wasn't that big of a fucking deal. Like, Ashley, you do need to calm down a bit. It really wasn't a big deal. He was messing around with you. You were trying to sleep. I'm sure your kids fucking do that. Like, relax, relax. It's okay. So meanwhile, all this bickering has happened between Ashley and Gordon. Karen is getting in her big ass cake for Ray because she's going to pop out of the cake with the help of Eddie and Wendy. She is ready to give her man herself out from a cake because I guess that's what he's always wanted, a woman jumping out of the cake. But I think he wanted her naked. And do you think the grand dame would jump out of a cake in front of all these people and camera people naked, butt ass naked? Hell no. So as she's getting in the cake, let's go back to Ashley and Gordon and their little tiff. Ashley's defending herself, saying that she knows what she said with the amnesia comment. And she also said, I didn't mean the whole thing with the Alzheimer's thing. It came out wrong. Da 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 da. And Mia throws in, well, Ashley, where's your husband? And then she's like, you know what? He's at home with my children. And then Mia says, oh, my God. And it reminded me of Madison whenever she was talking to Shep in Colorado when she heard that Shep gave Danny chlamydia. Damn, that was a whole episode within itself. But Mia says, are you sure about that? Are you sure Michael's with your children? Woo! Well, I hope so for crying out loud. You know my thoughts with Michael and Ashley and their relationship. I don't love it. I don't dig it. She's She needs someone who will actually give a damn because I feel like Michael doesn't. I think he's got his head too far up Juan's asshole. <laughs> and we'll get there. Oh my God, it was crazy. So then after that, Mia then questions why she hasn't met Michael in her confessional. And Also, Ashley, if you're so tired, go the fuck home. Like, what are you doing here? So Gordon can see that this really isn't getting anywhere. So he just was like, you know what? I'm fucking sorry that I made you feel this way. I'm sorry. And then she's like, yeah, okay, cool. And then it's over. But honestly, for the time that we had to spend on this episode with that fight, it was ridiculous. I do have to say this episode was a throwaway for me and I'm a little disappointed that season finale is next week. So we go back to Wendy and Eddie. They're bringing out that cake. But where's Karen? Where's Karen? (sighs) So then Wendy says that the Osefos listened to Ray's request about the cake and Ray says, well, I have a question. This woman coming out of the cake, of course he knew it was Karen. Is she naked? <laughs> it's almost like, do you guys, I don't know why I'm going back to Southern Charm right now, but it's just, I don't know. Apparently it's on my mind. Maybe because I was just in Charleston like a week or so ago. So I'm just thinking of JD's laugh. <laughs> Ridiculous. So Ray's then asking, LOL, is she going to be naked? And then Karen, boop, 
pops out of the cake. And of course, she's not naked. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if Karen popped out of that cake with little pasties on her nipples? Like, oh my God, that would be... I don't even know. I feel like we'd have to come up with like a more grandiose name or whatever for the Grand Dame. I mean, I don't know. I I would be interested and scared at the same time. But he appreciated the gesture. As Shannon Bador would say, it's a gesture. Then producers go to Wendy. It's in her confessional. And they're like, hey, Wendy, so how would you rate your hosting skills? And then Wendy says, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. I was the mediator. I was a personal chef. I brought the good time and I had to deal with two children, meaning Robin and Giselle. (sighs) But then you ask Robin and she rated Wendy negative five, negative five, bitch, for your terrible hosting skills. Oh, she's mad. Ah, so the trip ends and everyone's back into their humble abodes in Potomac and Maryland and all this shit. Is Potomac and Maryland? I think it is. Whatever. Baltimore, blah, blah, blah. (sighs) Whilst they all get Karen's wedding vow renewal invite in a box. All the women are going outside. You see the different scenes. Candace is ridiculous trying to open that box. She's like, oh my God, what's that in there? Um, they're butterflies, ladies. They're not fucking moths, Robin. They're not fucking roaches, Candace. They're not fucking mothballs, Giselle. Like, this is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. But what takes the cake? I'm going to throw it in the weekly shade. I don't want to say it right at the moment, but it does have to deal with Juan Dixon, that fine, fine man. Ugh. But it was fucking hilarious. So we go to Mia's house after this. This is after, I mean, they they got the invitation to and they opened it, whatever. They saw it was butterflies. They did it in their home, though. They didn't really care. They're like, oh, they're butterflies. No big deal. Mia's talking about their anniversary to Gordon. They just had an anniversary that they were celebrating and they decided to celebrate and have Mia's mother watch the children. So I guess her mother was constantly calling Gordon and said, I don't know what to feed the kids. Like, what should I decide? And then he just says, you have to figure it out. And then she's like, well, you know what? These are your kids. And she just hung up the phone. So she kind of had this like little episode. And I think that took Mia to her childhood where she was like waiting for her mom for Christmas and she never came. So it just kind of she was dealing with that abandonment issue that she has been dealing with basically throughout her whole life. So that was pretty heart wrenching. I would say Mia doesn't want her own children to feel the abandonment from herself the way that she felt with her mom. And that's why, again, I think Mia is a tough ass bitch. She really is down with family. And I love that about her. So then Gordon was talking about this whole incident whenever Mia's mom was basically yelling at him on the phone. And he's just like, you know what? I just had to take it because I didn't want to bring any more negative light to this situation. And then Mia's like, yeah, and the kids were watching all of this. And then afterwards, the kids came up to me and said, what's wrong with grandma? What's wrong with grandma? So it was, I don't know, it was hard. 
Gordon and Mia basically said that they don't want their kids to be exposed to that kind of behavior and that they're basically back to square one with her mother and they basically need to rebuild that trust again. So that was a hard situation that we saw on camera. But even a harder situation is when we go to Giselle. So Giselle goes to this garden place or whatever to pick up plants for the house around her driveway and she's with the girls. Giselle asks if she should bring a date to Karen's wedding. And they're like, no, don't do that. And then basically they're saying, we don't want you to die alone, mom. I feel like you're lonely. I think Grace is the one that brought it up. She's the oldest daughter. So then Giselle's like, holy shit, like y'all have been thinking about this the whole time. She sits down with them on a bench and they talk about how she isn't really vulnerable or emotionally available with men. And she says that she doesn't really want her girls to be the same way that she is when it comes to relationships. She wants them to be better and more open and not as guarded as we've seen Giselle be since the show started. But then Grace came up and said, well, you know what? It's really hard to look up to you or dad about what a healthy relationship should be because you guys were together and then the marriage ended and then it came back. Like, it's just we didn't have that experience to understand how love should be. And she said it's going to be hard her whole life. And I would assume it would be for the twins as well. It's going to be hard for their whole life because they haven't been through the experience of a healthy relationship. I do have to say there's probably a lot of people that are in their shoes as well. So I'm sure it is a hard experience. And it was tough for Giselle to even hear them say this. And the girls are close to the dating age. I mean, I think Giselle basically said that Grace already has a boyfriend, which but they're in that age where this is about to happen. So Giselle wants to brace them for the future of relationships, but they're coming back and they're saying, this is 50 years of struggle for you, mom. It's we don't want you to be alone. So Giselle says that she had a lot to discuss with Jamal, but she ended up keeping it inside and that was on her. So it's not the girl's fault, but she's like, that's on me. But she also doesn't want the girls to keep shit inside. She wants the girls to be vulnerable and to express how they feel. I think they're doing a really good job of it because they were able to talk to Giselle about this. One of the girls said, Mom, you have to lead by example. If you want us to be vulnerable, you have to lead by example. And Giselle says that I'm going to try to do better. Grace comes back and says, Mom, it's been 50 years of struggle. Damn. I'm sure that was a hard pill for Giselle to swallow. That was a very hard scene as well. So like Mia and her mother and all of that going on with Giselle and then her girls talking to her about being low. It was pretty deep. That is for sure. And then we go to Ashley. She's going back to her therapist to talk about the relationship struggle with Michael. She's saying that I'm trying to be intimate with him and he doesn't really want it. And I guess Michael is telling her that he doesn't have the capacity to last or whatever. It's his own fucking problem. Ah, Michael. She also admits that she wants to have her children with her at all times. She wants to take them everywhere. I mean, she is so devoted to motherhood. She loves it. This is something that she's always wanted, and she finally has it. And she doesn't want to let it go at all. She did say, I am good. I was good that I went on this trip over the weekend. So I feel like I should get a pat on the shoulder, basically. But she also feels like she doesn't know how to be romantic with Michael because. 
she did lose herself in motherhood. So that's definitely an issue that she is going through that she's trying to talk out with a therapist. And then after that therapy session, let's go over to Wendy. She is doing a beautiful photo shoot with her daughter and her mother about her candles, her home essential, whatever thingies. And I guess she named her candles after her mom and her daughter because they inspire her every single day. That was super cute. Love that, Wendy. Thank you. She also admitted that Eddie basically did all the fucking work for her fucking business. I mean, I wasn't shocked by that because Wendy didn't know any of the shit that you had to do, nor did she want to look that shit up. So Eddie did all of the business planning with the financials as well. So, you know, he did all the hard work, kind of like Craig Conover. He just probably flipped the bill for some shit and had someone else do all the fucking pillow work. So that's just my stance on that. Come at me. Come at me if you don't agree. (sighs) As they're doing the photo shoot, Wendy's mom is talking to this photographer and I guess she asks what did you go to school for and he said electrical engineering it was some form of engineering so in my opinion holy fucking shit super smart so Wendy then comes in and says that's no surprise you're African and then they get into the culture of how education is so important and that there are strict requirements with the children apparently so with that Wendy then thinks it is necessary and like appropriate to bring this type of shit up during a professional photo shoot. This was kind of uncomfortable for me to watch. She told her mom that she wanted to make her proud first before she did anything else. But Wendy also questioned if I was able to just do it for myself and I didn't have to please you first. I wonder if I could have accomplished this type of goal earlier when I was younger. So she's like, if I would have been able to do whatever I wanted and got the support from you, I could have potentially accomplished these goals earlier and I might be in a different spot in my life than I am now. But I wanted to please you, mother. I wanted to do what you expected of me with my education. Definitely highly awkward conversation while you have all those people at the photo shoot. It was like your audience and the timing was so off. So Wendy then gave an example of how she apologized to one of her children. Something happened and I guess Wendy was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And then she says, mom, I don't ever remember you saying sorry, ever. That was not a thing to say to Wendy's mother. No, 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 no. They're bickering about this whole thing. She's like, I did apologize to you. Da, 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 da. No, you didn't, mom, blah, 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 blah. The history of their life comes up. It's crazy. And then Wendy's mom is sick of this shit. She's like, I'm calling an Uber. I'm leaving. Wendy's like, you're really going to leave? And she's like, yeah. And then that scene is over. It's so fucking weird. I just think, Wendy, you should have chose a different time to bring it up. That's just my own opinion. Now we're going to go back. This is how the episode really kind of ends. Ashley and then Giselle. So Ashley checks into a hotel, a nearby hotel, because she wants to have some sexy time with Michael. So she she's in like this leopard tight dress or whatever. And I'm sorry, the scenes where she's trying to be intimate with Michael, they are the most cringy, uncomfortable scenes that I've ever seen in my life. I don't want to see them. Can we please, production, take that shit out of the episode? No one wants to see it. 
No one wants to see it. So she's putting her leg over him and then they're trying to, oh, just like, I could not. I could not go somewhere else. Just do music or whatever. Like, I don't need to see it. So she's talking to Michael about the whole Gordon thing with the trip, Chesapeake Bay, how he's getting on her when she's sleeping. But she's also like, oh, honey, Chris also wants to bury the hatchet with you. He was saying that motherhood looked good on me. And I feel like he really just wants to move on. Michael doesn't. He's being, I don't want to do that. He's going after my wife. Your His wife's going after my wife, blah, blah, blah. So he's not down with it. Okay. He also says, why would I want to spend time with Chris when I could spend time with Juan? And I'm like, dude, it's weird. And then he says, Juan is so much more than Chris. He's more interesting. He's dot, dot, dot. And then there was like a long pause from production because I really feel like they were trying to say or that Michael was trying to say Juan's hot as fuck and I want to suck his dick like we pretty much remember from seasons past at the reunion. Super awkward. I also wonder if they had any friendship hangs in between that I want to suck my, or not Michael, I want to suck Juan's dick. (laughs) Could you imagine? Uh, uh, But I want to suck my, oh fuck Kim, come on. What the fuck is wrong with you? I want to suck Juan's dick. Uh, up to now, I wonder if they had any friendship hangs. I kind of doubt it, but I guess we'll see it this fucking season finale because you see the two interact along with Chris. And then after that, they go to the bedroom. They do the nasty, nasty shit that I don't even want to know. It is weird and funny, but gross. They're about to do this. And then Michael's like, look at the buttons on the toilet. And then she's like, "Ugh, I'll be here when you're ready. So I wonder if they even did the naughty, naughty. Okay, so... Uh, episode ends. Giselle makes an appointment with her therapist, Dr. Ken. We saw him last season with Candace dealing with the whole Monique drama. And I think Giselle went to him a few times as well. Honestly, here's my thoughts. I love their dynamic. I think they're very good at communicating with each other. Dr. Ken, are you married? I think you should date Giselle. I feel like Yin's two would be a good match. My heart is very warm when I watch Yin's two on camera, and I just think it would be a really great fit. Anyone else think that Dr. Ken should date Giselle? Yes, I do too. So she admits that she wants a man. She needs a man, but she also doesn't want to answer to one. I agree with her. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't want to have to answer to a man either. The way that she said it sounds like... It's almost like you have to get permission, but I don't think that's what Dr. Ken is talking about. I don't know. I think it's weird. I think he brings up that it's about communication and you guys just have to hold each other accountable, which is true. But also like Giselle, I haven't been in a relationship in a very fucking long time. So what the fuck do I know? Now, he also asks, what message is Giselle giving her daughters about relationships? And she says, well, clearly probably a bad one. He's wondering what they think. And are the girls wondering what love really is all about? Like, what is it? And then he said, maybe you really need to have a conversation with them about how you're dealing with shit, Giselle. And that's how the episode ended. It was pretty, it was a situation that needed to be brought up. 
I mean, we definitely see Giselle. She's so private with her love life, which is kind of weird because everyone else isn't. Even though Karen tries to be, Giselle always brings shit up to the surface. So I think Giselle gets an easy pass for her relationship status on the show. I don't know if she has that pull herself, but if she does, she does it very well because we don't really know much about her love life. We only hear snippets. Whereas everyone else, we he- we hear a lot more. So now we're going to go to the Dueling Diva. Only two here and uh, pretty easy. We saw it. Here we go, Dueling Divas. So Dueling Diva for sure between the housewives. Ashley and Mia during that whole amnesia comment, the Alzheimer's comment, and just the whole ridiculous argument between Ashley and Gordon. That whole thing could have been avoided if she just ignored him. Clearly, he was drunk. He was acting a fool, which a lot of people do when they get drunk. But I definitely feel like a lot of the episode was wasted on some childish disagreement. Oh, you annoyed me. Like, I was over it. It it really wasn't that big of a thing. I would say the biggest dueling diva to me was Wendy and her mother. Like, that was an intense, uncomfortable scene. Like, I just don't understand why you would bring that shit up in front of everyone else who you don't really know. Regardless if you know these people or not, it's just a family issue that you shouldn't bring up in public, in my opinion. So... I don't know. I know that Wendy's mother is pretty stubborn. I think we've learned that on the show. So yeah, that was the biggest dueling diva in my opinion. There's a lot of weekly shade to be discussed. So let's get started. Karen starts with it first. So as Karen is discussing her celebratory 25 years with Raymond, yes. (laughs) She basically disses Giselle on her confessional or during her confessional. (laughs) And she's saying, a lot of people don't make it to 25 years, Giselle. And then she's like, I'm just kidding. But she wasn't. She wanted to throw that shade in there. Like, They are really the best frenemies that I've ever seen in my life, and I do love their relationship, but they also make me sad at the same time. And listen, I don't know. Was it appropriate to say about Giselle? No. I don't disagree with her, though. I mean, I just want Giselle to come out on top. She's had such bad luck with the dudes, and I just want her to come out on top. I want her to get first prize, you know, and Karen is just trying to throw her down down into the fucking I don't know underground or something it just makes me sad so the next shade Ooh, this was pretty whoa this was whoa Mia talking about Ashley in the whole after she made the comment where's your husband oh he's at home with the children oh is he after that whole ordeal Mia says, and I don't even know if Ashley heard this. This was definitely during the dinner. She says, Ashley, you need a big dick, a black one, a big black dick. Try it. Oh, damn, Mia. That was something. And I, again, don't think that Ashley heard it, but I wonder what she thought of whenever she saw the episode, because I'm pretty sure that they all see the episode so they can like talk shit at the reunion and kind of work the shit out. I wonder if they bring that up at the reunion. I wonder. So that was some that was some shade basically talking about Michael's white dick. So there's that. Then we do Karen about Gordon. And this is why the episode is called what it's called. Licking it up, baby. <laughs> she says, heaven forbid. She says something like this. Heaven forbid that she pops out of this cake naked 
in front of Gordon because he was licking out for her. Okay, not looking out for her, but he was licking. Do we remember? Oh, my God, it was such a disgusting scene. Even just like the sound. I mean, even that, whenever Yin's guys just heard that, I feel uncomfortable myself. It was gross, but that was some good shade about Gordon. So thank you, Kern, for that. And then we got to go to Wendy and how she was talking about her hosting skills. 10 out of 10 out of 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. She also had to deal with two petulant children for this vacay. The petulant children we know, Robin and Giselle, even though Robin gave her a negative five rating. I guess she's not going to go on Yelp to do, oh, actually, she probably would because she wants to give her a negative ass rating, whichever. So the last shade here, oh, this is it. I feel like this, oh, beautiful. Shade from me to beautiful NBA star Juan Dixon. Oh my God, he's so fucking hot. Juan. I love you so much, but like you're this big ass NBA player, dude, and you're trying to run inside your house because you don't fuck with bugs. After you were opening the fucking invitation to Ray and Karen's vow renewal, you get fucking scared shitless, even more so than Robin. And she's like, ah, she screamed. But you're like, let me in, let me in, basically saying I don't fuck with bugs. That was the most hilarious thing that I saw in this episode, and I appreciated it. But I'm also like... Damn one, could you protect me? I'm not sure. Scared. Yes, I am. Now, we're going to end this number, not the weekly shade, but I do have a quote. <sighs> now, the quote is not from a real housewife of Potomac. I, again, didn't think this episode was that exciting for myself. It was a throwaway episode to me, but I do have to say, Ugh, Mary Cosby, honey, real housewife of Salt Lake City. Baby, you are bringing it this past episode. Uh -huh. You were coming, and I loved it. Quote of the week for me is from Miss Mary Cosby. Beautiful, beautiful, love it. She says as they're trying to, they're going on this snow tubing trip that apparently is two hours away. So she got this big-ass Hummer limousine, and she says, quote, it was two hours away. That's 60 minutes twice. I'll say it again. So math people. Yes, here we go. It was two hours away. That's 60 minutes twice. Thank you, Mary Cosby. You literally just gave us everything that we need. You are a gem. I fucking love it. You are a snowflake gem. <sighs> I tell you, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is giving me more than Potomac. And I do have to say... Even my mom said that she's a little disappointed with Potomac this season. I think, personally, that we had such a high from last season with the Monique and Candace drama that when you're at a high like that, you can't stay up there. You're going to have to come down eventually. And unfortunately, it was this season. I don't think there was anything crazily amazing with drama, whichever. But the whole fucking Salt Lake City, that shit is going to be amazing. Let me tell you, Beverly Hills, I understand that it's four different reunion episodes, but I'm also kind of getting a little sick and tired of it. Like, I kind of want it to be over now. I'm just, I don't know. I feel like we're not getting as much as what they're advertising from Erica, Probably because we can't get everything legally because uh, she's taken a vow of silence from her lawyers, I'm sure, with certain things. But I'm kind of ready for it to be over. I'm ready for new things to come in. Vanderpump Rules is boring me. Congrats, Raquel and James. But like, I don't know. I'm kind of over that as well. So 
I wonder what's going on with the Real Housewives of Orange County. And fucking, I can't wait for Jersey to come back. I am ready for my Jersey men. Thank you. Love you, Frankie. Also, Yin's guys, thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate Yin's guys' ears. Follow the bitch, me, on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And also follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. I hope Yin's guys have an amazing rest of the week happy halloween and i shall discuss all of the haunts in the uh, in the trick-or-treats that i will be doing which is really not much i'm just gonna take my nephew out for trick-or-treating i'm so fucking excited i'm gonna be a giraffe as he would say raff so happy halloweenians guys and i will check in next week thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.